Once upon a time, in a daydream far, far away, there lived a girl called Olivia. Olivia was both real and not real. She existed within the lines of a private Wattpad novel, but also in part in the deepest depths of the author who created her. She lived in perfect harmony with her Google Doc galaxy, until the day the author plucked her out of the page and thrust the paper girl into the real world. Have you ever wanted to do something, but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved, but have been too scared to follow through? Being faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room, and just not know where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro, and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest Part. A monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams, and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire, and hopefully talking to you. So, let's start. If you, unlike my sister, have been keeping up with this podcast, you'll know that this is the fifth episode so far. I've talked to Konstantin Shterev, a psychology student and playwright, Charlie West, a student editor and aspiring poet, and in the first episode, I had the amazing opportunity to interview Anishka Fernando, the founder of The Pug Cafe. We've had some great people on starting so far, and there are so many exciting interviews to come, but... I haven't told you that much about myself or how this podcast really came into existence. So, settle into your seat, keep on walking, or continue to do whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, and enjoy episode five. This one is called Origin Story. Act one, a girl called Olivia. If we're going to talk about this podcast, we have to start with Olivia. Edward Heath came into power in 1970. Natural is the absolute scientology called. If Hamlet was good, he couldn't have been corrupted. I don't want to go as far as to say that I hated sixth form, but if I'm being honest, I'd say that year 13 was probably the pit of my life so far. I didn't really want to be there, I wasn't very happy, and I just had this mentality of, I'm here to get my grades and never come back. But there was something that made that year bearable. Something I reached for whenever I had a bad day, or felt no motivation, or just wanted an escape from the days spent in dark classrooms trying to memorise quotes and dates and topics. You think Elsie Knight, just think of lemonade. Elsie Knight, lemonade, lemonade. That thing was a story. A spark that had formed into a fully fleshed idea for a novel in my mid-revision daydreams. I was going to write a book about a girl called Olivia. I'd spent the whole summer before year 13 listening to podcasts. I'd heard almost 100 episodes of This American Life, I painted my shed blue while listening to Call Your Girlfriend, I spent bus journeys marvelling at the journalists on long forms, and I sat on my desk writing quotes and reminders from the podcasters and storytellers I loved most. That summer, podcasts were my go-to source of entertainment, and so when autumn came and winter set in, they felt like the best place for my fictional character to escape to, and I along with her. This episode isn't about writing, so I won't bore you with the details, but the story, Olivia's story, was about a 17-year-old girl who had outgrown her school, loved to perform, and dreamed of becoming a radio producer in New York City. To New York? Oh my gosh, yes! Perfect for her and Olivia! The runners-up win and all, oh my gosh, brainstorm! The events of the story reflecting those of my life and the tensions that Olivia experienced, thoughts that occupied my own mind. Our heads were filled with the fear of growing up, 
the desire to be remembered, longing to leave the people and places that reminded us of past versions of ourselves, past versions of myself. But despite our similarities, Olivia and I were vastly different. She was loud and bold and kind of intense, while I more often than not retreated into myself, only coming out of my shell when I was at home. She was impulsive, I was reserved. She was spontaneous, I couldn't function without a plan. She carried a little recorder in her pocket at all times, interviewed strangers on the street and was fully immersed in the world of radio production. And I was and did none of those things. So, telling myself I was doing it just so I could write a better story, nail my technical descriptions and get into my character's head, I decided to start a podcast. Act 2. Blurred Lines What happens when you decide to make something with the sole interest of writing about it, but then get sucked into the universe of that thing? The line between what you want and what you want to write about becomes incredibly blurred. In the beginning, it was just a case of recording random clips and putting them together. Oh. Oh. Okay, I think for the sake... Wait, let me get closer. And then I wanted to introduce some new voices, just for the sake of learning how to edit them, of course. <laughs> I'll say your name properly. <laughs> Girl, just say, just say your name. Rimba. Just say your name. Rimba. Just do one thing, just normally, please, he big. I don't speak normal. Just say Rimba. I speak in Russian. If you want to go to another I mean, room, ah, don't, don't do it now. Jibberibberish. And then, just so I could write about it, I wanted to feel the thrill of putting something together. So rather than asking my parents for a logical explanation, finishing the episode, or just moving on and going back to fake Barbies and baby dolls, I looked to the worst possible sources of information. American TV shows and my siblings. I'm sorry that you were the middle child and have the worst life ever. What, that's it? You're not even going to talk about my, my, my genius okay, acting? Okay. No, 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 it's Tell cool. me about no, your genius. No, 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 go ask Tell me. Tell me about your genius. No, we're not, we're not getting, getting into sure? it. I'll just, I'll just show you. There's this quote in a popular book that may or may not have been made into a film starring Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort that goes, I fell in love with you the way I fall asleep, slowly, then all at once. I didn't fall in love, not in a romantic way. But let's just say, one day I was tiptoeing around, recording to-do lists and making two-minute mix downs, and then all of a sudden I realised I was in too deep. Before I knew it, I was doing work experience at a radio station. Put people at ease, do your research, stay in control, be firm, don't try to trip Sitting on the bus really, for five really. hours trying to make a documentary. The weather is not going to get me down because I am going to be indoors for the next couple of hours on the number 11 I'm bus. I'm putting myself out there in a way I had never done before. <laughs> I don't know how to do the phone. Oh no, you just hold it. Oh, it's already recording. Oh, but I couldn't settle. So I tried making a radio show. Hi, I'm Rafaro and you are listening to 1350 Stag Radio. The time is 12.20 and you have tuned into All Talk. Which didn't quite pan out. And then I tried guest hosting on a politics radio show, which taught me that I'm not as good at blagging as I thought I was. I fell head over heels for a podcast idea that I couldn't really gain traction for. I made some posters and I stuck them up and I spent a lot of time, you know, putting it together, but... No one turned up. But then I had a stroke of luck and made something that I really liked. Sometimes when I'm people watching, I spot someone with a notebook and 
I can't help but wonder what they're writing. Is it a list? A letter? A dream? Oscar's Diary. A story by Jessica Danielle Mavanayak. I knew that I could do something like that again, but I didn't know what. I kept starting things that I didn't know how to see through, and ideas that seemed amazing simmered into nothingness once that initial spark died down. Put it simply, I was in a rut. But then, right on time, I found the box of quotes and reminders that I'd stuck on my wall all those years ago. And in it, words of wisdom from one of my favourite creators. All of us who do creative work, like, you know, we get into it. And we get into it because we have good taste. But it's like there's a gap that for the first couple of years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good, okay? It's not that great. It's, it's, it's trying to be good. It has ambition to good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste... The thing that got you into the game, your taste is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you. You know what I mean? A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point, they quit. And the thing I would just like say to you with all my heart is that most everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste, they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. They knew it felt short. It didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that. And for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, you got to know it's totally normal. And the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story. Because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to ca catch up and close that gap and your, the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. So I did what I had to do. It was the middle of the night and I'm pretty sure I was just running off Ira Glass-fueled adrenaline, but I sent my brother a text message knowing he would keep me accountable and decided that night to make starting is the hardest part. Act three, and I guess this is somewhere. No, to somewhere. Uh, too fun. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a bit too. Oh, it's not. It doesn't sound good. I don't like how it sounds. I just want it to sound good. It's like I just want to do it, but I don't want it to. Oh, I was doing the wrong one. That's. Why. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think it through, but maybe for once that was a good thing. I put myself on a deadline to write, record, and upload the trailer the very next day. I committed myself to making an episode every month, no matter what was going on, and I completely jumped into it without looking first for solid ground. Okay, so the podcast is gonna be called starting or starting is the hardest part or maybe it's just called starting well maybe the full name is starting is the hardest part but I just like um market it as market it it's not that deep we're not planning too much we're just making the thing for but and so <laughs> on a Monday morning in the beginning of May a podcast this podcast was born I don't really know what I'm doing I don't know if it's gonna sound good I'm gonna made a thing like this but I'm gonna do it it's been a really interesting five months since I uploaded that initial episode I entered a competition for funding in the spirit of Megan Tan I'm gonna record my rejection now <laughs> It's just been a tumultuous 10 minutes. I still haven't convinced my sister to willingly take part in the podcast. Unless I'm getting paid, no. And I've interviewed three. Uh, hello. Super. My name is Anushka. Interesting. I'm Konstantin Sturov. Guests. 
I've had more self-imposed deadline meltdowns than I'm willing to admit. And while I'm not completely sure where this podcast will go, I have more ideas than ever before. And now that I've begun, each new challenge just feels like an opportunity to grow. And I really have grown. If I were to sum up the biggest lessons I've learned so far, I'd say one, Ira was right. Put yourself on a regular, non-negotiable deadline and make sure that someone who holds you to a higher standard than you do yourself is keeping you accountable. Two, go into a project with your own way of measuring success. Sometimes listener count isn't the most helpful way to measure how good what you're making is, she says, crying into a pillow. But seriously, focus first on your own growth as a creator and your audience will follow. Three, shoot your shot. Go in with confidence, ask for what you want, and people will assume that you know what you're doing even if you don't, and one day you'll realize that you did all along. Four, starting is the hardest part. You've gotta start from somewhere. I know I say it like three times an episode, but I say it because I believe it. The more you work at something, the better you're gonna get, so start now. And five, if you're not sure about what you wanna do with your life, what your passion is, or what your purpose is, spend a little more time daydreaming. When I was 17, a little bit miserable and writing a story as a way of escaping the essays and practice papers I should have been doing, I couldn't have imagined that three and a bit years later, I'd be sat in front of a microphone recording episode five of a podcast. But here I am. A daydream became a story that became an idea that became my reality, proving in a roundabout, unexpected, not so Disney-like way that a dream really can come true. You've just got to start from somewhere. Starting is the Hardest Part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month. You can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at Rafara Faith. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. I'm always looking for new stories, perspectives, people to interview and people to ask little questions for the Q&A part of the podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, visit refarafaith.com or go directly to the Get Involved page, which will be the first link in the show notes. So if you're starting something big, starting something small, want to be involved or just want to have a chat, feel free to send me a message. And now to the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I'd love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode, and I'd love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. Your feedback would really help me grow and make each episode better than the one before, so if you can, thank you so much. And as always, make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter, which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes, show notes, show notes, show notes. And I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again. And also, you know, a wonderful life after that. But um, I think that wonderful life would be sustained by continuing listening to Sorry is the Hardest Part. But I think it's time for me to say goodbye. So, bye.